Okay, I've got a question. What do a struggling artist, a high-strung wedding planner, and the frequent games of solo tic-tac-toe have in common? Well, somehow, believe it or not, they are all key plot points in 2023's The Wedding Cottage. New on Hallmark, we've got a lot to talk about, Jennifer. We do, Josh. And we'll unwrap it all on this episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? days, the wedding venue, where you tie the knot, can be the most important decision around a wedding, perhaps even more important than who you're actually marrying. (laughs) And this venue, the Wedding Cottage, is the main character in the latest Hallmark flick we are recapping and reviewing. We have much to discuss on this one, Jennifer. But first, do us a favor, help us grow our podcast by liking, subscribing, and writing a brief review. It really helps us out. And while you're at it, hey, follow us on all of our social media. You can find the links at all of it at doyouwatchwhatiwatch.com. So, where was your wedding venue, by the way, Jennifer? Uh, you were there. You, you don't remember? Oh, yes. I do remember. Rude. Rude. I, we got married at, uh, just I, singular. Yeah, we, I got married. <laughs> by myself. No, we were married. It, it was called Epic Event Center in Gallatin, Tennessee. Yes. It was kind of a little okay. barn situation. We had the ceremony and the reception all in one big place. And listeners, Josh and his wife were our DJs at our wedding for Listen, the music. It was sensational. I thought, I thought it was a lovely wedding. And the thing I liked about your wedding is... We both had a similar aesthetic going on. We got married at Houston Station, just south of downtown in Nashville. And again, it was that same sort of ceremony reception all in one place, which I thought was a lot of fun. So, And didn't you have a mashed potato bar? Oh, we had a mashed potato bar, which yeah. if you're planning a wedding, you know, I might just submit that a mashed potato bar might be the perfect thing to welcome your guests. There was not a mashed potato bar in this movie, and perhaps that could have helped this movie. Oh, <laughs> couldn't have hurt. Couldn't have sure. hurt. That's what I'm saying. So give me the plot summary before we take the deep dive here, Jennifer. You've got it. So this was listener voted. Mm. We gave the opportunity to the people. We gave them five options, some hallmarks, some not, some other channels. And this one won by a landslide. So you guys were clamoring for us to cover this movie. Clamoring. And here we are. So, the plot summary from IMDb. A wedding guide creator must convince an uninspired artist and owner of a special wedding cottage to renovate the rundown cottage to host a contest-winning couple for their dream wedding. Well, that was just quite the word soup of a synopsis. (laughs) I love IMDb for that very reason. Were you intrigued by this? I think I was intrigued by this. This seemed... It seemed like a sweet concept, like a like a one that would probably just be a lot of dialogue. I didn't expect there to be a whole lot of action, but a lot of talking, and that's pretty much what it was. But you know, no explosions like, or no you know people hanging off of buildings or anything. No, Shots. no, no. But but you know, it sort of it it seemed like a sweet little movie kind of concept. What did you think? 
I thought it seemed an awful lot like a movie we already covered on another network. <laughs> what was the movie? Um, and I should have looked this up ahead of time. Was it uh, the Cider movie? Oh, yeah. And Cider she was trying sunset. to convince him. Wasn't yeah. that on Great American Family Lost Fall? She was trying to convince him to let her couple. Now, she was a wedding planner, unlike uh-huh. our leading lady here, evidently. Um trying to convince that male lead who was a curmudgeon to use the cidery as a wedding venue right yeah absolutely good for you for doing the throwback there and and making it all happen you know feel free to go back and listen to that Beth, if you want we were it's a little like a more green but yeah yeah you can always go back and listen to our old episodes that's just that's the beauty of it i keep getting better yeah all right that's well right. we've got got some stuff to get to so let's go So curtain up and we are in New York City. It is bustling, it is busy, and lo and behold, we are outside some bridal shop somewhere. And Vanessa is urging a soon-to-be bride to buy her brand new book, Tying the Knot. And the book cover looks like something I would decorate in Microsoft Paint. (laughs) (laughs) It's at the very least a Shutterfly template and nothing more. Something. Minimum. (laughs) Yeah. Cut to later that night. We're doing some late night work, and apparently Vanessa has some kind of contest going, and we learn that she's found their winners. And I write, huh? Like, what? What? It it felt very out of left field. We didn't really get a whole lot of character development before we're right in the thick of it with this this contest she's got going. Yeah, my husband was not watching actively, but he was in the room. And the movie started, and he said the and I quote, "Oh my gosh!" twice in the first scene. <laughs> and he said, "Oh my gosh!" Oh my gosh. gosh! Here we go. Oh my gosh! Yeah, exactly. But she did sport a red pea coat. Did you catch it? I did not. Good eye. Good. It eye. was brief. I believe it was when she was going into her big business the first time. The rest of the movie, it did not make an appearance, but it was brief. It was there. Red pea coat alert for the ing. There you go. So the bride and the groom in this movie, and they're just B characters, basically. They are Amy and Scott, and they have this really touching story that involves Scott being injured in Afghanistan. Vanessa's hoping to give them the weather wedding, I should say, of their dreams, and also hoping that that will boost her book sales, because apparently they are not going so well. The couple is rightfully excited, because apparently Vanessa is a big deal in the wedding planning world, and they want to get married in a month, because he has to ship out. And eeks, we're on a timeline. It's all happening so fast. They want to get married at the wedding cottage, as in the wedding cottage in Vermont, which apparently it is the stuff of lore. People show up there, have dream weddings, live happily ever after. It is everything you want in a wedding venue and then some. No divorces here. Every couple stays married forever and ever and ever until they die. Exactly. So Vanessa's the female lead here. Cut to our male lead. His name is Evan. He's an artist, and it turns out that he owns the wedding cottage. He is struggling with his inspiration, and he has a possible gig in New York City, which is where he apparently lives. So we've got problems abounding for both of our leads here. She's got this book that isn't selling. He doesn't have inspiration for this big art thing that he's got to make happen. So we get a lot of pensive piano music early on because the problems are just oozing out of the woodwork here. However will they survive? I do not know. 
Stay tuned. I think we do know how they're going to survive. It's <laughs> all very, you know, cut and dry here. We're in Stony Bridge, which is the name of this town, and it, of course, looks like small-town Vermont perfectionism. And Vanessa pops by the wedding cottage, which looks a little bit run down, and she knocks on the door. Evan surprises her from behind, is like, hey, what are you doing here? And we get a meet-cute here that is really not much of a meet and certainly not cute because <laughs> he is worried that she's a real estate agent and is not interested in selling the wedding cottage. She's like, no, 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 no. Apparently Kevin's grandparents once ran the wedding cottage and he is clearly, he says, not interested in continuing the family business and hasn't been for five years. I gotta know, when you saw what this wedding cottage looked like, Jennifer, did you think to yourself, just five years like this looks like it has been run down for about 15 or 20 years not five years yes ivy has taken over the cottage it's in total dis- disarray it was like a scene from the secret garden movies right <laughs> and my oh my how quickly the tides have turned on this wedding cottage yeah. maybe it wasn't in tip-top shape before the five years maybe it was a slower decline now the ivy's like Hey, they're dead. Attack. And all of the <laughs> ivy in the entire state is attacking it. It just looks really run down. But of course, we need to have some hurdles so that this whole thing can get resolved. So there you have it. So Vanessa goes around. She's snooping around the property. She's just creeping around, you know, because she can't take the hint that he's not at all interested in this and spots Evan playing tic-tac-toe for some reason by himself. She knocks on his little side cottage there next to the wedding cottage where he lives and he is not impressed she begs and begs and begs but he doesn't give in so cut to a little cute bed and breakfast there in town she checks in she gets the backstory on the cottage from the nice woman who runs the place and she also gets the backstory on evan's drama there's a lot of talk about real estate development and how that must be the most awful thing in the world which in the world of hallmark it often is so there you have it (laughs) To any of our real estate developer uh, listeners, apologies because you are mega villains. There is nothing worse than a real estate developer trying to save rundown businesses in disarray and make some money. That's the American dream. That's not a villain. I know a lot of great real estate agents and they're all lovely people. It just baffles me that this is the trope that we sort of resort to all the time in the Over and over and over. Over and over and over again. Anyway, next day, Vanessa shows up with some baked goods and coffee. She is not giving up, so she is making a desperate pitch, goes into the tradition of all these weddings and how beautiful it is, and blah, 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 and of course, he finally gives in. So, she's got a lot of work to do because she has said that she's going to fix up the wedding cottage and take full responsibility for it and pay for everything and blah, 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 blah. So... I did like this scene of her trying to negotiate with him. It reminded me of negotiating with my toddler about <laughs> snacks or bedtime. Like, Say more about she's that. Like, how about this? He's like, no. She's like, how about this? Still no. <laughs> like, and then eventually he caved, which is very reminiscent of my life. Okay, fine. But I did like their banter. I thought they had good chemistry in these little moments. I did too. They really did a nice job of sort of arguing in quotes. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was more cute. It was not necessarily flirty early on, which I thought was good. Mm -hmm. It could have gone straight to that, but it didn't. It didn't really seem like he was all that interested in her at the very beginning. But of course... Not at all. Stay tuned. Things will change. Yeah. Now, my question is, if she's struggling trying to peddle books as her main business now, 
How is she affording to renovate an entire wedding cottage in three weeks? Bit of a plot hole there. I guess maybe she's working with this wedding planner friend of hers in New York City. Is that the implication? Oh, I thought They're she, the I, I was confused. I thought she was just running the contest to peddle books. Mm. Well, her friend lives in New York City. This woman, True. they apparently work together on weddings or something like that. So there's. I thought that was just her assistant with the books. <laughs> so I misunderstood that. <laughs> Not really clear for because sure. Because they donated, I mean, the contest, they are donating all of the wedding to this mm-hmm. cute little couple. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like a great business model, but eh, what do I know? Neither here nor there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. She's chatting with that woman, her colleague back in New York City, and apparently wedding plans are already falling in place, even though they only have a matter of weeks to throw together a wedding and fix up this gigantic cottage. Go figure. They're trying to get all of this featured on Bobo Good Morning America, but it's not happening just yet. It was actually called Good Day America, and I thought, okay, guys, could we just at least try to be something? Good day. Good day, America. (laughs) Yes, exactly. She goes to the hardware store in town, which looks impossibly cute, and she has an unrealistic timeline on the repairs there and gets a lesson in how to be more laid back, which for Vanessa seems a tad impossible. She is really high strung, isn't she? Mm -hmm. She is. She's type A with a capital A. Mm, Yes. Anyway, we're back at the B&B, and Vanessa gets more history on the wedding cottage, which is really cute. The people who live there fell in love there, and they made it their life to help other people fall in love. It's a really good backstory. She winds up at dinner at apparently the only restaurant in town, and apparently, you know, happens to just be at back-to-back tables with Evan, and it turns into maybe, kind of, a date. So, they wind up talking about their jobs in a scene that just kind of was like, oh, okay, we're having dinner together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really go, didn't really go anywhere. But no, here it we didn't. Are. Here we are. So we're back at the cottage getting our first look inside, and this is when I'm like, how did this place fall into this kind of disrepair in just five years? <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, Vanessa is outside. She turns on a leaf blower, and she is surprised at how noisy it is. Of course... Evan is just off in the distance, you know, playing tic-tac-toe in the nearby garden and gives her a lesson <laughs> on leaf blowing, which, okay, it, it's, it's, yikes. It's heavy and she's frail and she's clueless and he tries to basically get her to slow down. It's a little flirty. It's also a little mansplainy. So <laughs> it was, but I did laugh out loud at the end of the scene. I feel like they kind of ad-libbed a little bit because once she takes it again, she's like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. She puts it on and this won't make sense probably on the podcast version, but on YouTube, you can watch this. She puts it on and then she's like hopping and moving around the patio, trying to blow the leaves off. Yeah. I was like, hopping, why are you hopping? Stop hopping. Like that scene kind of ad-libbed and I thought that was funny. I wish they... I want more of that sprinkled in these yeah, movies. Yeah, I wanted her to have banter. I wanted her to like turn the leaf blower at him and blow him in the face with it or something like that. I wish yeah, that's funny yeah. when that happens. But, you know, we can only laugh a little, when laugh she, so much in these. Well, she, I don't know why she was doing this anyways, because she said, well, the landscape person can't be here until tomorrow. So I'm getting a jump start. Just wait 24 hours, Just honestly. Wait. The fact that she was able to wrangle the contractor away from another job to work on this cottage and line up all the subcontractors from across the east coast to help out and all this business irritated me that's not how it works <laughs> not that i know but like where's an architect drawing plans where's engineers there's got to be some structural engineering involved on this thing 
historical preservation. Like, there's checks and balances here, people, and we just hopscotched right over it. We have to suspend reality on the details on this one, for sure. Yeah. You are mad about it, I can tell right now. <laughs> not that I have any reason to be. It's Not just, that you, know. you have any reason or, you know, pre-existing knowledge. That's, you know, no, neither not at all. No building permits. They don't have building permits here. No, no. It's That's dangerous. Long. This is going to be an event venue. And did they get insurance to host people? What if Meemaw slips at the wedding and tries to sue you? Who's she going to sue? These are questions I have. These are Continue. questions. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> He's off being a struggling artist, so she naturally decides to make a buffet lunch for the workers, but... He shows up because he's not doing any art and, wow, winds up fixing a leak that just happens to spring right near the buffet. So he's a welder, he explains, and suddenly he starts smiling. So apparently the tide is turning. Turns out that Evan is kind of a big deal in the art world, surprise, surprise, and she winds up stalking his bootleg website. Vanessa goes to pick wildflowers, of course. <laughs> she goes frolicking Why? through the woods with this basket that looks like it could hold three flowers and it was like a yogi bear basket and yes. she's three weeks before the wedding gonna pick some native wildflowers to the cottage it's that are most dumb. assuredly gonna die before the wedding even happens or give her some sort of an itchy rash minimum. for sure for sure but just before she goes to pick wildflowers of course someone warns her to be on the watch out for a moose and so she has this pseudo run-in and it turns out that it's not a moose but of course it's Evan, who just, you know, happens to be frolicking through the woods at the same time she is. Go figure. I guess. So they go through a stroll through the woods, and they unpack her perfectionism and why she's not married. He reveals that he was married before, but was way too consumed with his work to make it work, which is why he came to Vermont to slow down and presumably, you know, eat maple syrup, I guess. So <laughs> she's impressed, and she says, Maybe there's more to Vermont than just maple syrup. And when she says that line, I literally LOL. <laughs> it was the it's way she said Life out there. <laughs> there's more to Vermont than just maple syrup. And then they cut to commercial. It was a lot. It was a lot. I didn't even notice that line. Yeah. You're good at that. <laughs> Picking out the bad lines, man. Ugh. Anyway, we're back from commercial break, and oh my gosh, they're going to be on Good Day America. <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> Vanessa goes to a dress fitting with the bride, who is very excited. The woman that they had playing the bride really does play this sort of young military bride perfectly throughout throughout it's she was precious she was yeah precious uh-oh there's a problem at the cottage they've got a family of raccoons in the attic so that's gonna be apparently a big old delay and evan meantime is on a deadline for this new york show he's trying to make and desperate for a little bit of artistic inspiration so vanessa wanders into evan's studio to deliver a little bit of a sweet treat some dessert he opens up about the kind of art that he's trying to do, shows her a sculpted bird, and winds up making lovey-dovey eyes at her. Did you start... Yeah, they almost kissed. They almost kissed. Did you sort of buy this very quick development of their relationship? No, of course not. <laughs> no, I didn't buy it at all. Um, but more so, I was triggered by the raccoon subplot, <laughs> because I don't know if I have... Do you know my history with the raccoons? I, I don't do, know if I've talked about it on the podcast. I do briefly know that it it is a very sore spot for you. 
<laughs> yes, when I was after college, before I was married, I had a roommate and we had an apartment on the west side of Nashville. And at night, you could hear raccoons in the walls going, clawing the tub and like talking to each other. And our apartment complex thought we were crazy. Eventually, they captured the raccoons. They found them and escorted them away, much like they do in this movie. But let me get to tell you right now, they come back because... Unless you take them far away, they can smell where they used to hang out. Oh, mm. disgusting! Those masked-faced little bandits haunted me. At For least years. Sometimes I can Year. tell. At least at, at least months, <laughs> literally. One broke into my trash on my porch and was eating leftover Arby's curly fries one night. They've got good taste. Yeah. I mean, I'd I would murder a curly fry. I mean, give me a Jamocha shake too. <laughs> not sponsored by Arby's. Not sponsored by Arby's. We don't have the meats just yet. <laughs> Maybe someday. Yeah. Oh no, the bride and groom are on their way because they want to suddenly see the wedding cottage. But Who the wedding cottage <laughs> is not in any kind of shape to be seen, so they need to find a way to stall. So we get basically a big old stalling montage here. So there's wedding cake tasting to be done, a floral montage. They stop by the B&B where the owner, the woman named Marilyn, who I thought was very sweet throughout this entire thing, teaches them how to dance. So it turns out the groom has a prosthetic leg from his war wound in Afghanistan. He's a little bit scared about some of his balance issues. So Marilyn then decides to make Evan dance with Vanessa because Evan apparently once took dance lessons back in the day or something like that. Anyway, the groom still stumbles and it's a little bit awkward and he's a little bit sad. And so Evan steps out to talk to him. It's a big help. I thought that scene was actually kind of sweet that these two guys were like solving each other's problems together. Oh, you thought so? I thought it was super random and unnecessary. <laughs> oh, you did? See, I thought that they needed to... know him. Why is he know give him a pep talk? I tell you why they did that. They needed to do that because they needed to soften him up a little bit because throughout he's just been this cold, aloof, struggling artist who maybe was flirting a little bit with Vanessa, but I think they wanted you to suddenly see that he actually does have a heart that isn't just about trying to win over Vanessa. Okay. You don't mind. That's fine. That's fine. Hallmark did spend some money on the song that we hear like two yes. times. It was yes. You Are the Reason by Callum Scott. I looked it up. I've actually heard it on the radio. Wow. So, good job. Wowie zowie, Hallmark. Yeah. I heard that song and I thought to myself, well, this doesn't sound like one of these sort of like Bobo adult contemporary knockoff songs that we normally get in these. So I'm glad you did the research on that. See, that is, that is the level of detail and the commitment to the craft that we have here on the podcast. Is it? We take it very seriously. <laughs> yes. You expect the best. We're not the only podcast that covers these movies, but we think we're the best. Right, right. Is any other podcast telling you the detail on the song? I think not. I think they pro- not. They probably did, actually. Probably, they probably did, but did I mean, like a week ago, but that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we don't need to start any wars or anything. We don't. We don't. We have lives. It's okay. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. So they are finally off to go see the cottage and successfully keep the bride and groom from seeing it by Evan stopping in front of some road that apparently is on the way to the cottage that has either been washed out or closed or something like that. So they they successfully distract the couple from seeing the cottage all day long and they celebrate with a crisp glass of rosé and get a little bit flirty. He grabs her hand. 
they're sitting next to each other and he just reaches over ever so gently and just caresses her hand. Did you feel any kind of emotion around that moment? Well, the dance sequence is when it really started to turn for me. Yes. They were close during Not that a dance lesson. sultry, didn't and it? So then I said, I see you. Okay, I can get down with this. So, yeah, they really were very PDA heavy in this movie, more so than a usual Hallmark, I think. Yeah, there was, the kissing was a little... Stay tuned. It was they couldn't little, stop kissing. It was a little steamy, was it not? Yeah. Just a downright slobber fest <laughs> over here. <laughs> oh. anyway. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag slobber fest. Yeah. She's back at the house, and there are, of course, more problems mounting at the cottage. There's a tree that's growing into the house. It turns out that Evan really loves this tree. But still, Vanessa manages to convince him to let them trim the tree. And five seconds later, he turns a piece of wood into a fancy column. It was a little sudden and weird. replace a, a column because in five years, a column had deteriorated. Some historic column. It was yeah, just that little, was a little out of left field. And that tree was totally going to fall on that house and kill somebody. Oh, like, I'm sure. sorry. If you think you're emotionally attached to the tree... You got the rest of it. We got to lop off some branches. That's all we she had to lop for. it. Yes. It had some lovely and moss growing up. He had not even paid two bits of attention to that tree until they confronted him about it. He was just being a curmudgeon. Yeah. He was violently not interested in anything related to the cottage, but yet suddenly was exceedingly concerned about this tree. It just was a little. The death tree. Like yeah. you said, out of left field. Yeah. Anyway. The couple winds up appearing on Bobo GMA, and it is super low budge. And of course, I have big problems because this is not how any of this would ever happen on television. Not that I would have any reason to know. Not that you would know. No, but we, we, these these careers and plot subplots had nothing to do with our actual lives. No, but if no. they did, but what would did, you have to say? What was wrong I, with it? Theoretically, if I had an award-winning career in journalism, I mean, I would... <laughs> I would be able to tell you that that is not at all, A, how this would wind up on Bobo Good Morning America. It was also not how the interview would go. And that set and that anchor, it was not, no. It was no, period. So hypothetically, Hallmark, if you ever need some news anchors or interior designers at architecture firms or consultants or anybody like that, we might know somebody. willing to step in. We might know somebody. We have connections. We're very connected. Connected, affable, believable, middle cheap. of the road, all American, <laughs> cheap, exactly. Willing, willing, willing to do willing just about anything you want to be in a movie. <laughs> here to here for you, Hallmark. Come at us. Anyway, still the couple gives plenty of shout outs to all of the little local characters, which is kind of sweet and cute. That's Evan cute. and Vanessa, they watch it together and flirt, and then they suddenly kiss, and it's kind of sweet, but. OMG, Top Trends Magazine, which apparently is a very big deal, suddenly wants to do a feature on the cottage, and uh-oh, Evan wants to take Vanessa out to dinner, so it's suddenly starting to happen. So the reporter from Top Trends shows up, notices Evan is there. Uh-oh. Anyway, the date goes well, and so does the kiss goodnight at the B&B. And this is where the problem emerges in the last 30 minutes of the movie because Evan's art dealer sees the article in Top Trends that basically mentions that Evan is struggling and living in Vermont, God forbid, 
and is convinced that Vanessa is just using Evan's name to sell her tie the knot book. Evan thinks- He was riding a bike. Oh my gosh. He's in desperate need of some financial help. Yeah. So Evan thinks he might be right. Uh Oh, he is mad and takes it out on her. And suddenly she is super confused. He unveils the piece that he's been working on that was actually inspired by Vanessa to the dealer. And apparently it's incredible. It looks like a very nice, very nice sculpture. There you go. It looked intimate, I thought. It did look a little intimate to me, too. It looked... It was some two sculptural abstract figures very close dancing. <laughs> and kind of entwined. Intertwined. Intertwined. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, surprise, lo and behold, all the repairs are finished, and it turns out that Evan wound up paying for the repairs but he decides to actually stay in New York City because he's still a little bit upset about everything. So he calls the contractor who admits that he's the one who told Top Trends magazine that Evan was living at the cottage, not Vanessa. Oh, so he realizes his mistake. So cut to wedding day. Vanessa is beautiful in a blue dress, but she is super sad because of everything that's happened with Evan. She has a sweet moment with the bride and the wedding begins. The dance after the ceremony is almost a failure because the groom is nervous about everything until, drum roll, Evan shows up and he swoops in, grabs Vanessa and starts dancing with her that gives the groom the courage he needs to dance with his bride, saving the day. Evan apologizes to Vanessa and shows her this piece of art which somehow has been miraculously transported from New York City to Vermont and professionally lit on a pedestal (laughs) right in front of the cottage. They smooch and happily ever after. <laughs> okay, time for our gold or coal segment where we each give three gifts. If there's more gold, we do. Again, if there's Again. more coal, we don't. Again. And if it's a tie, you know it's just a meh. So Josh, you go first. What you got? I will tell you that I did think these leads were cute and cute together. I did at the end finally buy their chemistry and their romance and I thought their smooches seemed especially sparky for people who were supposed to be just acting. So gold for me. I would say the same thing. I really did enjoy their banter and their chemistry. Um, These are professional Hallmark actors. They've been in numerous things. This is not their first rodeo. But I really liked seeing them together, and I liked the way they were styled. I liked their outfits. I liked the haircuts. I liked, they were just very well put together, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. My next piece of gold, I thought the townies in this movie were pretty good. I liked the woman who ran the Airbnb. I liked the guy at the hardware store. You know, you love a good townie. I love a good townie. And I just thought that they were a good B cast. They were some cute townies. Okay, so this movie was as predictable as anything we've ever watched, but it still worked for me, question mark. It was sweet. It was charming. It had funny moments. And that's all I want out of these flicks. And dare I say, well, I'll leave that for the end. I have a hot take. But anyways, I thought it was super cute and I would watch it again, which means it's gold for me. I cannot always say that. I am going to give Cole and I need to ask your opinion on something. Okay. I think that we need to come up with a term for the... Mix up, hiccup in the last 30 minutes that these things always mm. have. You know, we need a term for what that's called. So I just called it the hiccup mix up. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's going to stick. Except's good. I was going to say the oopsie doodle. The yeah. oopsie doodle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Something like that. They're going I, for plot twist, but really it's, it's never not, a plot No. Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't think we could call it that. So the oopsie doodle at the end seemed really weak sauce here. Like it just yeah. was like, oh, he thinks this about her. Mm, no, I just, I didn't. But I did it. appreciate he still gave her a hug goodbye. He was still talking to her. He didn't go full like aggro, you know, like mean towards her yeah. when he was leaving. Yeah. Which was okay, I guess. I, I, just, I agree with that. Felt a little throwaway to me. Anyway, your last gift? My last gift is Cole. It is completely unrealistic to do a renovation on a major event space that quickly quit it. And I bet you $5 those raccoons are back in that attic now. <laughs> Just chitter-chattering away. <laughs> Just squeaking the night away, having a big old time chomping on some ivy. <laughs> yuck, yuck. Well, even though that was a ugh, the total score was four to two. We had four gold, two coals, so we are going to call it a we do. We do. Yeah, I thought... I've seen a lot of positive reviews about this one, and I can tell you, I think you exactly said what it is. You know, it's predictable, yes, but it is sweet. It gives you a moderate amount of feels, and there are a few funny moments here and there, I thought. Yeah, I think, dare I say, I think this is my favorite that we have watched in 2023 so far. Oh, I think so. Hey, okay. Tell she's, me one that's been better. She's going now, is out it, is it she's gonna... going out on a limb that might be growing into a wedding cottage. <laughs> <laughs> I will be chopped down soon. Oh, no. <laughs> Evan, save me. <laughs> save me, Evan. <laughs> but yeah, I can't think of one that I've enjoyed better yeah. mean, or more. I thought it was a good one. Yeah, we'll take it. Now, I don't know. At the end of the year, in a recap, will it stand the test of time? Probably not. But I thought it was really just middle of the road, but really cute. So I'm telling Only time will tell. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. And that, friends, is another episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? Special thanks to Nick Schwartz for our theme song, and of course, to you for listening. Hey, do you like our podcast? We know you do, and we're thankful for you for listening. So be sure to review, subscribe, tell a friend. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so be sure to connect with us there. You can also find a link to all of our socials on our website at doyouwatchwhatiwatch.com. Stay tuned for a new episode and our socials to find out what we'll be recapping and reviewing next. Of course, as you can tell, we're going to always have a lot to discuss. And until next time, Jennifer. May your days be merry and bright. We'll see you next time.